Landale the dunk, and he is fouled. Landale with a nice finish. How about the finish from Landale? 26-year-old rookie has certainly earned his time. Of course, played in the Olympics uh, with Australia getting the bronze. He averaged a dozen points a game in Tokyo. NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? That's right, it's Tuesday's November 2 Cup Day. If you're in Victoria, the race that stops a nation, aka the race that stops a city. <laughs> I remember we barely even gave a shit about it in Ballarat growing up. Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, Rolling Stone, Triple J, Junkie, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet booze money. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, no longer locked down. Hanging out, giving you the uh, lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It's underway. It's going absolutely full steam ahead. Of course, not lockdown, but we're in ISO. Bloody squid. Childcare. There was a positive case at his daycare, so your old mate Jimmy's just stuck at the house. <laughs> Hanging out. But anyway, we're here wrapping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave that for the nerds. They love serious stuff, don't they? Cup Day Chaos, though, there was absolutely crazy shit going on left, right, and center around the National Basketball Association today. Comebacks are plenty. Absolute crappings of the bed, left, right, and center. Uh, very elegant. <laughs> I love the uh, silly extra letters. Wins the cup. Marcus Smart, meanwhile, won the Winger Cup. To throw your teammates under the bus cup. I like that. So, uh, plenty of ripper stuff to get through today. We've got a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, we've got the unpopular opinion today. We've got Outback Takehouse. We were serving up a flame grill take. A Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shot your, shoot your shot. There you go. Light him up award. Australian player watch, obviously. And the uh, game previews and picks for tomorrow after we wrap up all the uh, 10 games today. So we'll finish up with the jingles, HR. Should be a cracker. Let's get to it. NBA Australia episode 689. Let's go. Alright, NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. That's right, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You'll use it and you'll go, oh, that was pretty good. Ergo, the 4.0. Oh, you're not bad. Uh, It's been launched all across Australia and New Zealand. The 4.0 is awesome. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Seriously, I love my lawnmower. Absolutely blown away by it. Uh, we were some of the uh, first folks here to try the new 4, 4.0. And I'll tell you, look, using it, you don't... Look, you're taking care of business. The last thing you need is a nick. you got to look after the ginger palace. That's what it's all about, right? You don't have to explain nicks. It's just a pain in the... Schlong. <laughs> Pain in the nuts. Off you go. But that's the best part. The lawnmower is really fun to use because you're waving around like a lightsaber because it's like got a light on it. It's got wireless charging. But the best part is reducing grooming accidents with the advanced skin-safe technology and the ceramic blade. You'll feel confident shaving your boys, shaving whatever you need to shave. It's great. So go check it out. The Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 4.0. You can customize your trim lengths. You got trim guards, the charging, the light. Look, basically, as I always say, it breaks down to the simple idea: if you you if you use the same trim you use on your face on your nuts, you're doing it wrong, because that's gross. Come on, man. Seriously, get around Manscaped.com. Bang in the code Strayer. Get your own ball hair body hair trimmer with Manscaped. Make me time the best time. You get twenty percent off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. And so will everybody else who comes in contact with them. Seriously. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for those you love. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence. And always use the right tools for the job. That's right. On your jewels with Manscaped. 
This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the Paul George attack if you meet Jimmy. <laughs> Just taking to uh, the old Twitter to shit talk Paul George and then bang, off he goes. Absolutely tears it up against OKC. That was pretty funny. He timed it almost in perfection with my uh, ragging on Paul George tweets. He's pretty good at that. Uh, so, look, credit where credit's due. Paul George, pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's start off today's show. The way we start every show here in NBA Australia with the daily whip around. The City Editions have been released. Nike have put out the City Edition jerseys for all the teams. There's a couple of uh, ones that are basically like Utah and Phoenix where they're like, oh, we'll just slightly change the existing ones we've got because that was our plan. Uh, but it's the City Edition jerseys for the 75th anniversary season, obviously. So they've gone real hard with the, uh, it's a tapestry of the NBA's history, man. So, all right, so you've used design elements from over the course of each franchise's history to varying degrees because... They're fine. There are some that are very nice. There are others that are like 100%. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. the dog ate my homework. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, Nike. We forgot to send it in. Can you just make them blank? Okay, see. Uh, Detroit are like, oh, we've incorporated the teal. It's like, that's just your normal ones with the splash of teal, you idiots. I don't really care for the Golden State ones. The Nola ones are pretty lazy as well. I mean, uh, the Atlanta one is just a dog's breakfast. Uh, I do love the Minnesota, the Spurs, and the Houston ones. Miami, look, they were always going to have a tough time trying to top the vice. But what they've done is sort of uh, incorporate, like, a bunch of their different logos. Which I love the Ovo Raptors one as well, using the black and gold with the original Raptor. looks gnarly. But, look, I think what we'll do with the uh, City Edition jerseys is we might go through and power rank all of them, 1 through 30, because there's only five or six games or whatever it is tomorrow, so that'll give me a bit of a chance to actually sit there and have a look at them all and uh, give them a ranking, because there's some really, really good ones, and my God, there's some shit ones. <laughs> I really want to uh, pass it out, you know? Speaking of passing, uh, Kevin Love has been passed from the Cavs rotation. Ah, that's a pretty long bow there, Jimmy. COVID protocols for he and Tobias Harris. Boys, what have you been up to? Uh, both out of the lineups uh, at the moment. Tobias Harris probably missed a couple of games. It looks like Kevin Love similarly out of the Cavaliers lineup. And that was very late breaking, the Kevin Love one, before the Cavs tipped off today against Charlotte. Uh, and then it came straight after that that Tobias Harris is going to miss the Sixers game as well against your uh, Portland Trailblazers. So interesting times there. And uh, very interesting to me because... NBA is like, oh, it's the NBA safety health and safety protocols. Not a word in there about COVID. <laughs> I mean, when you say health and safety protocols, like, oh, he got drunk last night and he caused some havoc. He's like Dim Tim. He ran into a fence. Like, who knows what's going on when you just say health and safety protocols. Like, we've got to just assume it's COVID. Um, or at least there have been... Obviously, it's not COVID, COVID. They've probably come into, similar to us, close contact. So maybe they went to daycare. Uh, Zion Williamson is out another two to three weeks. Oh, duh! You mean the giant fucking 300-pound man's foot injury hasn't healed as quickly as you thought? One more time, great dirs of history. Oh, duh! Yeah, no shit. No, really, I'm sure it'll only be two to three weeks. Uh, New Orleans? No, really. I 100% believe that. I don't believe that. Uh, James Wasman. That's right. James Wiseman, the Warriors, reckon he's good to go for team practices, which is fantastic. Because I tell you what, it would be... uh, I really want to see Golden State with, you know, the number two pick from last year's draft actually out there running around, causing a bit of havoc. And seeing how he fits, having had like a little bit of extra time to sort of wrap his head around the NBA, etc. Because uh, that was a really, really cruddy injury and really cruddily time for Wiseman. Where, you know, most of the time rookies hit the rookie wall. He kind of hit the rookie wall and then got injured. And it's like, ah, oh, I didn't get a chance to fight through it. So that was a bit of a shame. Uh, and obviously you remember last year, the Warriors, every time Wiseman played, they really did struggle to sort of incorporate him properly. 
But it's also because he barely played in college. <laughs> was like struggling along as a rookie as well. It's like, dude, the poor guy. He's overcoming injuries. Uh, has barely played that much like organized professional basketball. So I want to see how he fits. Ben Simmons! Doc Rivers came out today and said that uh, Simo continues to work out on his own. And uh, today was the most shooting he's seen him do. By far. Uh, but no update on any change to his status. Yeah, nice. And the last bit of news. Well, actually, well, there was the simple weird one about Phoenix declining their uh, third-year rookie option on Jalen Smith. So, which is a pretty interesting one because it's a $4.7 million option. So this is just either another case of Robert Sava being cheap as shit. Or they really don't like him because he was the 10th pick last year. That is an extremely, extremely quick, uh, basically, declaration of like, ah, we don't think this guy's any fucking good. Jesus, we've made a horrible mistake. And it does just alarm bell in my brain. It's like, why didn't they just take Halliburton? Why didn't they take Halliburton? Anyway, uh, and then the last bit of news, Players of the Week. Your East Player of the Week this week was Jimmy Butler. It's pretty interesting. I mean, sure. And on the West, you've got Rudy Gobez, the staff of <laughs> I shall block your shot, but Yannis shall block mine in hilarious fashion. And Jimmy will make some sort of extended metaphor of the EU out of it in yesterday's show. Huh? Thank you, Rudy. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps are brought to you by DraftKings.com. Go to DKNG.co slash Australia. Join up, play some daily fantasy. It's always fun. Uh, you can do that for another couple of weeks. And then it's gone. Gone, I told you. So get around it while you can. Win some money. Have lots of fun. And uh, play responsibly. Today's games. This all happened. Uh, fun day to, today, actually. So to break it down, you know, keep talking about some uh, stuff like we did at the start. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning. Couldn't get back to sleep to save my fucking life. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. Tried everything. Just like, nah, not going back to sleep. Can't do it. It got to about 7. I'm like, fucking, I'm just going to go to Bunnings. <laughs> I'm going to get up, try not to wait the baby. And then I'm going to go to Bunnings, get all the shit to make his sandpit, and off we go. Because you might remember in yesterday's show, talked about building his uh, giant pirate ship. Well, there's a sandpit element to it. So uh, I had to go get all the, uh, what is it, the weed mat, a bunch of that, get it onto the uh, bottom of this sandpit, nail everything in, dump all the sand in, off you go. Also to get myself a new, uh, what is it, whippersnipper? That was Sook. The old one carked it. Uh, but anyway, so 4am start. Absolutely beautiful morning in Melbourne. Cup day, public holiday. Streets are empty. It's fucking beautiful. Burnt out up to Bunnings. Took me no time. Wandering around before all the crowds hit. Got all my shit. Packed up the car. Came home. Off we went. Built the sandpit. Looking good. Sat down, watched some basketball. It was an absolute belter. Thing is, I'm rooted. It's like four o'clock now and I'm just like, I just need a nap. I've had about 80 coffees. The squid was delighted with the sandpit, though. He just fucking loved tipping out all that uh, sand. So anyway, let's get to it. Game wraps. Charlotte blew an absolute fucking crazy game against Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland. They beat Charlotte. That's right, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland. Beat Charlotte. Uh, Cleveland jumped it from the start as well, actually. It was a weird one. I was watching the start of this. I'm like, Jesus, where did this come from? Punched him in the mouth. They were just too big, too quick. Lowry was hitting shots. They got up 17 points in the fourth. The craziest part is... They had to hold off the inevitable Hornets run. The Hornets kind of like sleptwalked through this game thinking, ah, we'll make a run at some point. They left it too late. Uh, they went on a 10-zip run right at the end. Lamella hit another three. Suddenly it's only a three-point game. Terry Rose barely grazes rim, a.k.a. the name of your sex tape. Uh, <laughs> one of the three. And Darius Rucker, Judy Garland hit free throws. And Cleveland sneak it through. Crazy good win for Cleveland. I did not... Uh, expect them to win this. I did have them picked, uh, the plus four and a half. I just thought it'd be close, but I didn't know if they'd get over the line. Turns out they did, so win-win. Lamelo had 30.7 rebounds, six assists. He played his ass off. Uh, the big problem for the Hornets was 
I don't know, Miles Bridges, after crushing it so far and making his run at MVP, went 4 of 18. 4 of 18 for Miles Bridges. 1 of 7 from downtown. He had 13, 9 and 8. Still nearly had a triple-double. Uh, Terry Rose had 23 points. Jimmy, that's good. It came on 22 shots. Jimmy, that's bad. Yeah, you're right. Went 4 of 11 from downtown, though. Did uh, scary Terry. PJ Hamilton watched me at 18. The Cavs, Jared Allen. Go the fro. He was doing everything today. 24 and 16 with three blocks. Lowry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and in 21 and 8. Colin, the sex man, 16, 17 and 7. Darius, Rucker, Judy Garland, 16 points. And how's Mobley? 15 and 10 for the rookie. Love him. God damn, I just love his uh, energy, his activity. He just does a little bit of everything. And every time he's on the court, you've got to pay attention to him. I love it. So, uh, yeah, while you can, and while the uh, season's young, fresh, and fun for these dudes, make sure you catch some Cavs games. Uh, they're now 4-4. Four and four. Charlotte, 5-3. and three. Indy beat the piss out of San Antonio, 131-118. This was a belting by the Pacers. They couldn't miss from three. Uh, they're up 22 at the half. I was watching this second quarter. Karis LeVert, my sweet baby carrots, hits a buzzer-beating three. They're at 75 in the first half. And that was literally about all she wrote. Like, this was garbage time for the entire fourth quarter. Fucking, I'll tell you what, Pop finally put in Jock Lando with five minutes to go. And what did Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em Lando do? Oh, Jimmy, he only went perfect from the field. Scored his very first NBA field goal and three-pointer. Did our Jock? The pride of uh, Deniliquin. Isn't that where he's from? Went to Geelong Grammar. Uh, but either way, crushed it in his uh, five minutes. Absolutely smashed it. He had, uh, what, five minutes, ten points, one rebound, one assist. What a gun in five minutes. Pop, holding Aussies back since fucking 1999. Anyway, <laughs> when he, uh, when Gazy wasn't on the active roster. Uh, DeJunte Murray at 16 and 6. Dequat at 13. Devin Vassell at 15. But just nothing really, really clicked for San Antonio on this one. For the Pacers, though, the Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. 24 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. He needed this game. Miles Turner had 19, 8 with 3 blocks. Chris Duwate hit 4 threes. He had 18. My sweet baby had 16 and 7. That's assists for Karis LeVert. And uh, Jazzy Holiday nailed 5 threes for his 17 points. Big win for Indy. They definitely needed that. Now They're now 2 and 6. San Antonio dropped a 2 and 5. And uh, they're frisky. They weren't today. Portland got beaten by Philly. Now, you might think, oh, Jimmy, that makes sense, bro. Yeah, but 113-103. This is a good win for the Sixers because Joel Embiid sat this one out. Tobias Harris was in the COVID health and safety protocols. Danny Green hurt a hamstring. Still no Simo. You've got fans in the building. We want Lillard all night. And somehow the Sixers just went whatever and beat a full-strength Blazers by 10. It was absolutely bonkers. They muscled them all the way throughout the game as well. The shots were dropping, though, for Philly. Their D versus Damon CJ was kissing fingers emoji perfect as well. They were trapping him high. It was just great, forcing the ball out of their hands. They couldn't do anything about it. The best part is the 11 Sixers who uh, beat Portland tonight had a combined salary of $38 million. Dame gets paid by himself $39 million today. You love to see. Dame had 20 points and 20 shots. Still not quite back, but he did have 10 assists. Uh, CJ also had 20 points on 20 shots. Uh, Nurk had 7 and 9. No! Powell had 22. And Simons, Anthony Simons, coming along nicely here and there. 17 points for him. But for the Sixers, how big was Andre the Giant Drummond? The Giant Penguin. The Penguin himself stuffed, it up, the, uh, stuffed up the old uh, stat sheet. 14 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists and 5 steals. What? Unbelievable scenes from Andre. Seth Curry was awesome. They had 23 points and 10 of 18 shooting. George Niang. I told you, he's been a great fucking fit. He was getting MVP chance. He played his ass off. He was awesome. He had 21-5-5, did George. Uh, dropped a bit of a Joe Ingles uh, nod in there as well after the game, talking about the MVP chance, going, yeah. Jingles told me to ignore it next time it happened. <laughs> Good stuff. Fucking Furkan Korkmaz had 15-5 and five as well. That's a huge win for the Sixers. They're now 5-2. and two. They beat a full-strength Portland team who are now 3-4, and four, missing basically four starters. So good job by Philly. Atlanta took care of Washington after getting beaten by them last week. 118-111. Huerta had been playing like shit, so uh, Nate McMillan gave him the night off. Went, go on, just uh, take the night off there, little buddy. 
the little ginger ninja. Bertange and his stupid diamond spear got hurt in the first quarter, left with an ankle injury. But Dan Gafford came back for the whiz after his uh, thigh contusion the other day. Looked really bad. So it's good to see him back so quickly. Uh, but this was a big bounce-back win for the Hawks. Like, they were in control from the get-go. A bit of a nice settler. They used a big first quarter and a solid third. Like, they locked the Wiz down. The Wiz didn't score for, like, the first five minutes of the second half. It was insane. But then they went on a 17-9 run to get it a bit closer. But the Hawks, look, they had enough in the tanks to sort of pull it out in the fourth. Um, the Wiz got back into it. They got back down, what, seven? They were seven down with about a minute left. But uh, a little bit too late for the Wizards, and they lose. Both teams, though, how random is this? They hit all their free throws, which I think is like maybe the fifth time ever that the two teams have combined to hit over a specific amount, and it was 45 of 45 between the two of them. That's pretty unreal. BL had 24. Hasn't really gone off that much this year. Bit weird, bit weird. Kuz had 18 and 6, 14 points, 10 assists for Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Montrez couldn't quite catch up either as well. What did he have? He had 13, 8, and 3. He had been tearing it up. Didn't quite hit those uh, heights today. That's because Clint Capella was crushing it at 16 and 12. Trey Yarning at 26. Only went 1 of 6 from 3, did Trey. Oh, but the fouls are really mean this year. So is that why he's shooting like shit from 3, Trey? Yeah. Shut up, idiot. 12, 9 and 6 for John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. And Bogdan Bogdanovich had 16, 6 and 6. That's the number of the beast. Uh, Reddish had 15 and 4 as well. Good win for Atlanta, though. They're 4-3. Washington dropped to 5-2. That's a shame, isn't it? I'm going to talk about them later. Boston shit the bed and lost handily to Chicago by, like, a lot. Like, a lot. It was a lot. 128-114. to This is crazy. This was a wild game. Go back and watch this. Boston are in control all game. All game. They look sweet as. It was 94-75 with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Then suddenly, neck minute, three minutes later, uh, basically it was a two-point lead with only, what, two and a half minutes gone in the fourth quarter? Basically, it was part of a 29-9 run from Chicago that put them up six with three minutes left in the game. It ends up being a 39-11 fourth quarter from Chicago. Absolutely amazing stuff from the Bulls, who had been, like, Pretty off all game, and then suddenly they were not off. You could almost say that they were on. Meanwhile, Boston just couldn't do anything. The ball movement stopped. It was just like, fuck it, I'm going to shoot this three. Fuck it, I'm going to shoot this three. We're getting down. We better shoot another three. Just over and over and over again. Then Marcus Smart comes out after the game. Go, oh, well, these other guys don't pass. Yeah, that's the reason you gave up 130, Marcus. You idiot. Tatum goes for 20 points on 22 shots. Kobe. One of four from downtown. Jalen Brown is playing well. Nobody else is doing shit. 28 and 7 for Jalen. Uh, hit five of eight from downtown. Dennis Schroeder and German Rondo and 13 and 5. Big Al Horford had 10 and uh 10 rebounds, 20 points, hit three threes. But wow, did it all sort of stink. Smart had 16, four steals. Richo played 25 minutes. Josh Richardson. Tell you what, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. Uh, but they just couldn't stop the Bulls at all. They just couldn't stop them. There was no defense being played in that fourth quarter. That's how you give up a 39-11 to 11 quarter and shit the bed and blow a game. Uh, the Bulls shot 57% from this game. In this game, 13-31 from downtown. DeMar DeRozan had 37-7. and 7. He's going to pop up again later. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine had 26. Vooch had 11 points and 11 shots, but he did have 10 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 blocks. Lonzo went 4 of 6 from downtown. 12 rebounds, 6... Uh, no, sorry, 12 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and ayo! Dosun Mu had 14 points as well. He hit the go-ahead bucket. Unbelievable. Boston, absolute panic stations. 2 and 5. Chicago, 6 and 1. What a world. The New York City Knickerbockers shit the bed also against the Toronto Raptors. 113-104. The Raptors jumped them in that second half, huh? The Knicks were smoking hot from three early uh, and into the second as well. They just couldn't sustain it. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., look, he was just hitting threes everywhere. He did three just before halftime. It was absolutely killer. They got the Raptors right back into it. But RJ Barrett was awesome in the third quarter. And I'm loving the RJ Barrett uh, ascendance. There you go. But the Raptors as a whole were also awesome in the third. So <laughs> they dropped 38 points in the third quarter. 
and everybody was getting into the action. You've got Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. You've got the OG Ananobi. You've got Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet. And they turned the game completely on its head. And the Knicks just never recovered. And Toronto ran away with it. It's crazy. Julio said 22-9-5. Went 4-7 from deep. But again, just went missing late. RJ had 27-6. Zero assists. But he did fight all the way to the end. Hitting shots. Trying to keep him in it. Cambred 15. Fournier went completely MIA in the second half with 12 points. Nobody else really did shit for the Knicks. The Raptors, the OG Ananobi, a career-high 36. He was unbelievable. Gary Terrence from Derby Jr. went 4 of 11 from deep. Ends up with 26 points himself. Van Vliet had 17, 9, and 8. And Shvee Mihailuk, 15, 5, and 5. A very sneaky good game for Shvee. That's a huge win in the Bargnani Bowl for Toronto. Good on them. They've now, look, they are cruising all of a sudden, Toronto, because I want to uh, just, you know, Double down on what I was saying yesterday. On yesterday, They've won four on the trot. So I fucked up yesterday in the uh, game wraps because I just mistyped some shit. Uh, and I was like, oh, gee, I don't know how they lost that game against the Magic, completely forgetting that they'd beaten him. And then I you know, realized later in the show that uh, I'm like, wait, no. The Raptors beat the Magic. I saw bits of that. What am I talking about? And Scotty Barnes had crushed it, etc. So Scotty Barnes sits out of this game and the Raptors still took care of the Knicks. you love to see that. It's a four-game winning streak for the Raps now. They're feeling themselves. Suddenly, they're five and three after such a weird sort of start. Where obviously they've they've won four on the, uh, four on the trot. Jimmy, they were one and three at one point. So, look, the panic station's early. It was a bit of a mess. They've turned it around very quickly. Got to feel good about themselves. Good job, Raps. You love to see it. And again, I've just got to keep uh, keeping tabs of what I'm typing out here with some of these game results. Don't I? Yeah. No, that's what. Memphis! Oh, and the Knicks, they dropped to 5-2. and two. Uh, But, I mean, this is the East. you got the Bulls 6-1, and one, the Heat 5-1, and one, the Knicks 5-2, and two, Wiz 5-2, and two, Sixers 5-2, 5-3 and of the Raps and Hornets, 4-3 and three for the Nets and the Hawks. Oh, jeez, it's all on. you love to see them. Anyway, Memphis, they beat Denver 106-97. Uh, this was a bit of a slugfest. Memphis just sort of held Denver off in the second half, 106-97. The Joker had 23-7-7 with four blocks. Air Gordon had 15-10, and 10, but... Nobody else did anything. Michael Porter Jr. is still shit. He had nine shots for 10 points. 0 of 3 from 3. Mate, I've had COVID twice, but I still don't want the vaccine, man, because, like, I've been fine the last two. Well, I don't think you're fine, Michael. <laughs> Their bench. Look, PJ Dozier, the Jay Greens, Faku, they're solid, but they're just not giving him enough pop some of these games. They did sort of eke out a couple of here and there, so this was understandable, losing to the Grizz, because they were led by Jar. He had 26 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. He crushed it. Desmond Bain had 11. Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, had 17, 8, and 4 off the bench. Just gives them a weird, fun air of unpredictability sometimes as Tyus. Uh, Xavier Tillman had 12 and 5. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, one of the weirdest kind of dudes I enjoy in the NBA he just can't stay on the court. I'm not entirely convinced he knows how to play basketball that well. Jaron Jackson, 11 points in 18 minutes. That's good. Five fouls, so he only played 18 minutes. That's bad. Triple J, what are you doing? Anyway, Denver, they're four and three. Memphis, same. Good stuff. Uh, Minnesota, they lost to Orlando. What a shit show. What an absolute shit show. Orlando were down 11 late in the third quarter. Win at 115-97. Now, we talked about giant comebacks and absolute bed shittings. Minnesota, 100%, are on that list. 43-19 fourth quarter for Orlando. An absolutely abominable performance by, by Minnesota. They stunk it up. They're at home, and they got belted by the bloody magic. Who, look, as bad as they've been, at least they play hard, and they're sometimes really, really entertaining like they were today. Cole Anthony going off, Franz Wagner, hello, dunking everybody on the Wolves into oblivion. Mo Bamba's doing shit. Jalen Suggs wasn't bad. Minnesota native Jalen Suggs, actually. Uh, but look, the Wolves, there's no excuses for this. They were just a complete train wreck in the fourth quarter. Fell apart. Cat, he, had eight, he went 8 of 17 for his 23 points, 16 rebounds and 6 assists. Ant-Man had 24, 6 and 3, but D'Lo... D'Angelo! Russ, I'm going to yell about him later. He had one of eight shooting in uh, his 17 minutes before leaving with a sprained right ankle. 
At which point I dare say he rolled his ankle and went, well, my damage here is done. <laughs> I've really fucked my team over anyway, so I'm out. Ten, of eight, uh, ten and eight for Jared Vanderbilt, but Toreen, the Red Bull Prince, Josh Kogi, Jared McLaughlin. Look, they're all just playing bad. Minnesota, I just don't know what's going on. They're just, they'll show you something, and then they'll just come out and shit the bed for a couple of games straight. It's what Minnesota do. Meanwhile, for the Magic Men, Cole Anthony, ask Cole. I love him. 31, 9, and 8. Went 8 of 17 from the floor, nailed six threes. He was awesome. Fraz Wagner, uh, 28, 4 rebounds, 5 and 9 from 3 for the rookie. Love it. Wendell at 15 and 14. More Bumba at 8 points and 10 rebounds to go with 4 blocks. And Jalen Suggs, 15 points as well. Minnesota dropped a 3 and 3. What a train wreck. Orlando, 2 and 6. Gross. And finally, OKC shit the bed again. Against the Clippers, hilarious. They gummed up this game perfectly. Did OKC. They were making the Clippers play down to them, and the Clippers are all too happy to play down to you. Unfortunately, your old mate Jimmy shit-talked Paul George, and then he just went bananas in the uh, last three minutes of this game, and OKC lost. 99-94. Four minutes, nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Giddy scores over Paul George. Clippers are down eight. 2.44 left in the, in the game. Giddy scores again in the paint. Clippers down nine. The Clippers, after a triumphant uh, giddy tweet from yours truly, went on a 15-1 run. There's nothing Giddy could have done about that, I reckon. Uh, SGA's turning it over, not getting foul calls. They were missing every shot. Baisley kept turning it over. Uh, but this was insane. Paul George knocked him back-to-back threes. The duck man, Luke Kennard, hit the game tire. He hit, what, they hit five threes in the fourth quarter, did uh Kennard and Paul George combined. Reggie Jackson has the go-ahead buckets. Hitting free throws as calm as you like late. And OKC okay, so couldn't get anything to drop. Finishes up with a 17-4 run to close out the game. That is absolutely crazy. And I'll tell you what. Talk about a bullet dodged Clippers. They lose this game, which it looked like they were going to. Don't forget, I just said they were down nine with two minutes 44 left in the game. They would have been 1-5 had they dropped this, but they don't. Uh, the Thunder, they shot 38% from the floor and still nearly won. That's crazy. SGA, Shy Redder, Gilgis Alexander, Shea Gilgis Alexander, 28-7. and seven, Shot 11-23, went 3-5 of five from downtown. And look, this would have been an extra kick in the teeth to the Clippers because Shea is the guy they traded for Paul George as well as a whole bunch of picks. And if OKC had have gone into LA with Shea... And beaten Paul George. Oh, it would have been delicious. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Bit of a shame. But anyway, Gids. Josh Giddy was awesome. 15, 5, and 7 for uh, Gids the kid. Giddy up. The mop top mumba. 6 and 15 shooting. 1 of 4 from downtown. 2 blocks, 2 steals. He was great. Baisley had 15. Uh, no one else did much. Poku took over for a little bit there. That was funny. Ended up with 9 points. Clippers. Paul George was amazing. 32 points. 11 of 24 from the floor. 5 of 8 from 3. Duckman had 14 points. He went 4 of 8 from deep as well. Reggie Jackson had 15 on 17 shots. But how's Eric Bledsoe? What a spud. 2 of 8 for 5 points. 3 assists. 4 turnovers in 26 minutes. I don't want to be here anymore. Does he want to be anywhere? Anyway, that's some good tanking for OKC. They're now 1-6. and six, The Los Angeles Clippers of Los Angeles, California are now 2-4. and four. And let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the Knights. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, DeRozan there. We've got a couple of ties here. Uh, we'll give it to Paul George with his 32. Massive come-from-behind win against the four. The Clippers against the Thunder. DeMar DeRozan, huge game for the Bulls. Come-from-behind win against the Celtics. 15-20 shooting for DeMar. 37 points. He went 3-4 and four from 3. He's going to pop up again later. He was awesome. And the OG Ananobi. 36 points. A career-high 36 points and a come-from-behind win against the Knickerbockers of New York City. He went 13 to 27, 4 of 12 from 3. The OG was absolutely unstoppable at times. And that was just one of the very fun, sort of sneaky 36 point games where you're like, how did OG do this? This is awesome. He shredded. So there you go. The NBA Australia approved performance of the night. It's got to be Paul George, DeRose in there, and the OG Ananobi. Love it. What a run of games they were. This Today was awesome. There was, like, I could have added Jar. 
I could have added Trey. Clint Capella was massive. Andre Drummond just absolutely lit it up. Jared Allen crushed. Ah, it was I'd love. Jimmy, do you like basketball? Bro, I fucking love basketball. <laughs> spud of the night! Spud, 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 the spud, 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 one of eight for D'Lo before he goes out with a sprained ankle. My work here is done. Uh, Kelly Oubre, one of eight as well. And so did Will the Thrill Barton. There's a couple of uh, key aspects in those three guys going one of eight. Uh, when they suck, their teams lose. And they all went one of eight. And their teams lost. There's correlation and causation. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels, one of Minnesota's uh, few big dudes. They don't have many up there in uh, Minnesota. He started, he picked up 3,000 the first four minutes of the game and fouled out in the fourth quarter. He had five points in 17 minutes and fouled out. That was amazing. Malik Beasley in that same game went four of 16. Jesus, did anybody in Minnesota hit a shot? Uh, he was horrible, Malik Beasley. Three of 12 from downtown. He ends up with 11 points on 16 shots. Jason Tatum has been an absolute Barry Crocker shocker all season, apart from that 41 that he dropped against Charlotte. Uh, I'm going to talk about it again in a second with the Marcus Smart stuff, but jeez. And because, I mean, look, Jalen oh, Jalen was good. Jason kind of stunk. And I'm just, like, trying to figure out what's happened here. And it's really hard to pass, right? Like, Jason Tatum looks really good a lot of the time. 20 points, 8 of 22 shooting, 1 of 4 from downtown. And it just wasn't right there. Mm, kills me. Just to know what's going on. Anyway, and then the last one, 2 of 12 for Moose Muscala. I love Moose Muscala over there on OKC. He goes 1 of 7 from downtown, including the last-ditch game-tying effort that is a contested 3 when he's got SGA and Giddy out there on fire. And Moose goes, nah, fellas, you know you know what time it is? Mike Moose Muscala time. And everyone's like, fuck, here we go. Great job. So on your Moose, you numbskull. He's <laughs> all mate, no mates. Old 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 mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? How about Reggie Miller and their, his son dressing up as the best shooter of all time, Steph Curry? Brutal, brutal. If my, if the squid, if he ever dressed up as like my mortal enemy, the guy coming after my records, I'm like, fuck you, kid. What are you doing? Gonna have some pride in your dad. Your old man out here putting in the hard yards. <laughs> but old mate no mates today is obviously old mate no mates Marcus Smart because he's very clearly got no mates on this Celtics team. I would just like to play basketball. Every team knows we're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's scouting reporters to make those guys pass the ball. And they don't want to pass the ball. All right, all right, all right. Okay, Marcus, so... What you're trying to tell me is that the problem in Boston is actually Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And not lunatics named Marcus Smart. Hey, Emil Yudoka's got a shitstorm brewing right now. And it's going to take a bunch of head kicking uh, to sort this out. Because the Celtics are in turmoil. The city is just like, what is going on with this horrible fucking team? Why are they so bad? And B... Marcus Smart is out here now fucking throwing the rest of his teammates, on the superstar teammates under the bus, which is hilarious, while also basically passing the ball. There was a great moment where he's talking about passing the ball, and in that fourth quarter, he's like literally just actively throwing the ball out of bounds, while also racking up a giant zero assist today, Marcus. Zero! You're a point guard! He went 5 of 11 for 16 points. He had zero assists and one turnover, did Marcus Smart. But no, it's, oh, sir, it's the other boys who are passing the ball to me. Right, but the thing is, A, Ima Yudoka's got a shitstorm brewing here. B, Marcus Smart's not passing the ball either. C, the Bulls dropped 128 points on you in fucking regulation. Marcus, I don't know if that's all about who's fucking passing or not. Play some transition fucking defense, mate. Jesus! 
They are a train wreck. We're going to talk about them again in a second. Uh, who? What was the pantsing of the night? Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Uh, I did enjoy, actually, Bloodsport, James Johnson yesterday. Euro stepping around Corey Joseph. That was fun. Uh, but Franz Wagner dunked on basically most of Minnesota. <laughs> How good was that? Franz just gets up there, fucking yams it down. You're like, oh, jeez. I think uh, that's a cool 911 after that one. I've just witnessed a murder. Franz! Not bloody bad. It's a... Uh, How did... It was Franz Ferdinand who started World War One. Franz Wagner nearly started fucking World War Three with that junk. Oh, jeez, Jimmy, that's another long bow to draw. Finally, better the Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Franz Wagner, there you go. 28 points, four rebounds, made five threes. He was unstoppable. Stoppable at times, and I will be honest, did not expect to see this. 10 of 18, he shot. He was amazing. 28 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. That is easily better than Lonzo Ball today. And we may as well throw in Cole Anthony as well. 8 of 17 for him. 6 of 11 from downtown for Ice Cole. 9 rebounds, 8 assists with the 31 points. He was lighting it up, dropping in bombs from literally everywhere, and I loved it. So good job, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, a couple of magic men. You're both better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with the Yeah Nas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. Look, if you're in Melbourne, today's Cup Day. And it's been beautiful weather. What are you doing? If you go anywhere in the next two months in Melbourne without a slab on your shoulder or a couple of bottles of wine under under each arm, shit bloke territories, to tell you that much. So bring the bottle over to you with the dailyliquor.com and they'll bring the booze to you. Rona free. And you can get out there and enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the summer. Get loose. Get loose, get loose. Uh, and if you're banging the code Strayer at the dailyliquor.com, you'll get a free sixer of the Dos Blocos X. It's the Dos Blocos XPA. God damn, that's a good drink of beer. I've got a six here in the fridge right now. And I'll tell you what, I'll be shit-faced by the time I'm doing NFL Australia tonight. Either way, if you spend 20 wing whams, banging that code Strayer, get a free sixer on your mate. Jimmy, it's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon, so go get around it right now. The DailyLiquor.com, bang the code Strayer in. Right, yeah, Nas, answer your actual question from yesterday, Jimmy. Are the Wiz for real? Yeah, nah, this is one that I'd actually tossed and turned over uh, yesterday, and I never really got around to answering it, right? Because we talked about them being the biggest surprise. And I think that was one of the points we hit, that they were probably the biggest surprise so far, that they were so competent, rather than sort of trying to figure out that competent cohesiveness uh, this early in the season. And the fact that they were already kind of there with the cohesiveness was a huge surprise. Like, But it shouldn't be that giant of a surprise because KCP, Kuzma, Trez, Spencer Dinwiddie, like they're all very competent NBA players. And that's substantially better than what the Wizards had been trotting out there, i.e. not for good NBA players that they've just added. So um, but the thing is, are they for real, for real, for real? The answer was going to be nah because they're not a top four contender still in the East because by the same token... They may be competent, but it doesn't actually make them good. Like, they've had some good wins because they've sort of beaten teams by basically just being more competent at basketball, <laughs> if that makes sense, more so than being better at them than, at basketball than them. So Spencer's been handy. Beal hasn't really broken out. He's still trying to feel his way around through these new teammates and stuff. Kuzma's been a surprise packet. So has Trez. KCP's broken out. That's great. But I think that's probably what the Wiz were kind of hoping for. It's like, well, we'll get better just by having better players. And you're like, yes. A lot of the time, that's how it works. 
Unfortunately, like unless Dan Gafford or Thomas Not Kobe Bryant or Rui Hachimura actually pops a little bit more and gives them something something to work with, uh, you do feel like they're still going to be capped at that sort of back half of the East playoff uh, race, right? It's a tough one, yeah. Right, another apology. I was just that rushed uh, this week. I missed Dylan Kernahan's uh, one from Friday that he sent me through me. A Ben Simmons for Paul Zingas trade. Thoughts and what else would need to go each way because money matches with a straight swap. And in terms of like a year nah for uh, Ben Simmons and the Extreme Zinger Meal, what do you reckon? Can we get an Extreme Zinger Meal? Extreme Zinger Meal. Zinger, it's weird because he feels so fucking perfect there around Luca. But as I sort of outlined, or was it Thursday or Friday's show, he's always getting injured and he just, you can't rely on him. He's, you know, he's the opposite of reflex. You can always rely on reflex. You can't rely on the zinger. Uh, did have an extended conversation about how he's not so much the supercharged zinger burger as like, you know, one of those zinger burgers that you would randomly get where it's just been out for too long and it's no longer crispy and it's all just shitty and kind of moist and falling apart and gross. He's one of those Zinger burgers. And I kind of do, like watching the Sixers, and you're sort of seeing Seth Curry, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Tybel, obviously, handling the ball more and more and more. And you look at the way Embiid plays, you look at the way the Zinger plays, and I kind of wouldn't mind it. I kind of wouldn't mind it. Like Simo... For the zinger straight up, if the money's working, it would be fucking hilarious. But can we also, I don't know, we'll give we'll give the Sixers Josh Green uh, just to get another Aussie there. And he and Matisse can just, you know, continue building on their boomer rapport. Simo with Luca, I fucking love the idea of it because Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., throw Simo in there as just an absolute defensive destructor. The only problem is, like, with Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Mark Schickleber, it's going to take a lot of work to sort of figure out some of the spacing. Like, But the thing is, like, Kleber and co., they can shoot, and Dorian Finney-Smith. So maybe it would work, and maybe it'd just be a nicer fit all around for everybody. The only thing I can sort of see, like, Embiid and the Zinger next to each other, I just want to see it because it's almost like sort of freak show vibes, right? The two gigantic dudes go twin towers and shit. It's like Hakeem and goddamn Ralph Sampson all over again. Bit of 86 Rockets. Let's do it. It's the it's the uh, Tim Duncan, Admiral David Robinson vibes. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Or even the Alonzo Morning Shaq 2006 Miami Heat. But yeah, their games could complement each other. Who knows? But I'm kind of just like, if I was Daryl Morey, I'd probably want a little bit more than a busted old zinger. But maybe that's all you're going to get. But I kind of love it, don't you? Like, how would you feel about that? Zinger next to Embiid. Simo next to Luca. I'm here for it. Right. Are the Celtics broken? Yeah, nah. Uh, nah. But they've also got a weird setup because defensively, they're just a fucking train wreck. Smart is rocking on his reputation. Al Horford was cooked three years ago. Time Lord can't stay on the court. Pritchard, Naismith, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, none of them are really just like popping you know, off and going, oh, yeah, so I'm a really good defender. That's why I'm here. Same with Dennis Schroeder. Josh Richardson should have been the sort of plug-and-play maybe 3 and D dude. But look, the Josh Richardson thing is just fucking fool's gold at this point. He sucked in Philly. He sucked in Dallas. What makes you think he's not going to fucking suck in Boston? So, look, the Celtics... I think the talent of Brown and Tatum is too good to deny. And so I won't say that they are broken. But god damn, they've got to put in some work to fix it. Sort of the the shape of this team, if that makes sense. The way it flows. Because at times they look great against Chicago and then it all just fell apart. And this team, I mean, they were a soft team under Brad Stevens. They're a soft team now. I think a lot of that comes down to Tatum. I'm going to get to that in a second. So, Finally, will Wolves fans ever be happy? Yeah, nah. Mm, mm, eh. Just as a general idea, yes, because there are nice things in the world that you can be happy about. 
Are they ever going to be happy about being Wolves fans? Probably nah. And probably not until they trade D'Lo. Look, I've said it before, I've said it again. I want to be surprised by D'Lo, but he just fucking kills me. And early, so far, already through this season, you look at some of the on-off numbers, you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. They look pretty good. And then he just shoots them out of a game. And I just can't see him as a winning basketball player at the moment. Like, I watched him plenty in person, and he is just like one of those dudes where you're like, ah, reckons he's top shit. Cool. Uh, And I kind of swear this team would just be better if it was Ant-Man and Cat with Malik Beasley. And with this sprained ankle for D'Lo, look, you don't wish injuries on anybody, obviously. But A, he's always fucking injured, and B, you can't rely on him. So C, let's fucking go. Let's see what happens. Because it kills me. He's wildly, wildly talented. But the consistency has just literally never been there. His on-offs at the moment, as mentioned, aren't crazy bad. But there's just something to be said for one of your leaders consistently taking bad shots and not making the other dudes better. And sure, he hits some crazy shots on the odd occasion. But ugh, it's brutal. Like My hope for D'Lo was that always he'd eventually reach like a sub-basement Kyrie Harden kind of level, right? Like a guy who can make any shot. He's a bit of a magician with the ball and slowly but surely gets better at orchestrating a team's offense and getting his, you know, teammates involved. And with Ant-Man, you could sort of see the very, 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 very scant beginnings of a similar sort of vibe as Kyrie and Harden in Brooklyn, right? But neither of them are there yet. Not even fucking close. And D'Lo always keeps getting injured. So... Look, I'm fascinated to see what happens next. Now with him with his sprained ankle, hopefully he comes back. I want him to prove me wrong. I, You know me. I just want good, fun basketball, and D'Lo's fucking crazy. I want him to put it together. That's all I want. Anyway, and I really don't want him in a uh, Simmons trade because oh, Embiid would fucking kill him. <laughs> hey, do you ever want to see a fucking giant Cameroonian punch another dude's head in? Jesus. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Look at me, look at me. Look, today was a really good example of why I've always been pretty hesitant about Jason Tatum and my jokes about him only being 19 uh, continue to ring true. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Like, all the fucking ball tickling. Oh, he's a superstar. It's like, is he? Prove it. Like, he has monster games, but my thing about Tatum is it doesn't really seem to uh, have the commensurate impact on games. Like, his impact isn't commensurate with the amount that he's scoring, etc. on games. Like, he doesn't take control of games, it feels like, as often as he ought to. And at the moment, it's coming down to free throw rate, attacking the basket, creating for others. There's a little bit of a nod to Marcus Smart there. But it's a, a lot about being the fulcrum of an offense as opposed to just being an end point. And so much of the Celtics I've watched this year has been like, Tatum sort of going, oh, I've got these fellas, and like the ball's been handed to him, and he's dribbling around, dribbling around, dribbling around, dribbling around, shooting over two dudes, and everybody else going, just like their heads going, fuck. All right, and then they run back. I'm just saying, training with Kobe might have fucked him up. That leads us very nicely into Outback Takehouse. It's Tuesday, and our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. The deadliest bird known to men has taken its absolute toll on my entire kitchen. So I'm jumping on Seek.com to get a huge new kitchen stuff because it took me and Davo to bring this fucking bird down eventually, but it left 23 good men dead. It's cassowary casserole only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is... That was Kobe Bryant's last fuck you to the Celtics taking Jason Tatum under his wing and fucking him up. Only an Outback. Prove me wrong, Jason. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Alright, be back in a sec with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, what do Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, and Reddit co-founder Alexis O'Hanian have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses on Knowable, which is a rad new app 
It's basically Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. Go check it out. The bloke from NASA talks to you about space, Chris Paul, plant-based lifestyles, the Reddit co-founder about how to launch a startup. There's heaps of stuff there. And a hundred other experts are waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download Knowable from your app store, bang in the code STRAYA, get 20% off. It's sick. I love them. Go check it out right now. All right, Australian Player Watch. Love it. Aussie Matty T today against uh, Portland. Got a big lesson in what it means to be Australian. A.K.A. C.J. McCollum tripped over his own fucking feet. Matisse wasn't anywhere near him, playing perfect defense, and got called for the foul. That's right, Matty. You've got that bronze medal around your neck now. You're Australian. Welcome to the no-bloody Australians NBA. Anti-Australian bias everywhere, I'll tell you, mate. Anyway, Matty T keeps up his uh, amazing run of uh, defensive games. He had three steals and a block in this one to go with an assist and three points. He did take a three late that basically was the complete and utter just, you know, dagger in the heart of Portland, but he missed it. And the commentators did make a pretty good point about, look, he needs to hit those on a consistent basis now just to be, like, really solidify himself as an absolute fucking gun. Uh, unfortunately, he goes 0 of 2 on threes and 1 of 4 overall for his three points. But, look, he was a plus 8, and on the defensive end, he might be the best defensive guard in the NBA right now. So great job, Aussie, Matty, T. How about Jock Landale? We already mentioned it went absolutely fucking ham in his game against the Pacers. In only five minutes, he absolutely dominated. Five minutes, he has ten points, goes four of four from the floor, one of one from three, one of one from the free throw line, chucks in a rebound and assist. What a fucking legend. So he scores his first three, scores his first field goal, does a little bit of everything. And it's just an absolute fucking monster. Absolutely love to see it. Great areas, great stuff, Jock Landau. Rock em, sock em, block em, Jock em, Landau, a.k.a. Big Cock Jock. That's some good stuff. And lastly, the Mop Top Mumba. 35 minutes for Josh Giddy today. 15 points on 15 shots. He goes 6 of 15 from the floor. 1 of 4 from downtown. 2 of 2 from the stripe. 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. How's that defense? Three turnovers as well, but that's all right. You get them on the big jobs. And uh, four fouls. Classic anti-Australian bias. But Josh Giddy, looking good and getting some uh, nice platitude. So good to see that. All right. How about a Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot or shot? Light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. Oh, yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, how about the 45 of 45 free throws <laughs> between Wizards and Hawks? That shoot is shooting and never missing. That's very Shane the Hammer heel-esque. Uh, but Seth Curry goes 10 to 17 today. Uh, 3 of 10 from downtown. That's not bad, Jimmy. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, Seth Curry can shoot. But you know what? We've got to give this to DeMar DeRozan there. 37 points. What a game. He barely missed. He goes 15 of 20 for his 37 points. 3 of 4 from downtown. That's right. DeMar DeRozan went 3 of 4 from 3. He hit three threes. On you, DeMar. 4 of 5 from the stripe. 7 rebounds, 2 assists, to steal on a block. Absolutely incredible, though. But DeMar, the way he went at the Celtics was absolutely awesome. And uh, it's just like one of those... Presence is a much more steadying presence at times than Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, who has a streakiness to his game that actually kind of complements DeMar's sort of much more stoic get-buckets demeanor. But uh, DeMar, just out there leading from the front for this Bulls team that are 6-1, that was awesome. 37 points, shooting 15 of 20. That's fucking remarkable. Good on you, DeMar. Uh, what about the Patty Mills Game Day Bullet Game Day Twitter check-in? Let's go to Patty's IG. I really enjoyed this one. This was a uh, nice little moment for Patty and his best buddy, LaMarcus Aldridge, wasn't it? Because LaMarcus Aldridge joined the 20,000 points club the other day. And Patty had an IG post saying, Massive congrats and respect to the big bro at Aldridge 121. Crazy to think I've been with this guy for the majority of my career. Honored to have played a small part of your 20K. 20K pineapple rums, pineapple emoji. 
Uh, love it, because obviously they were together, they're together on Brooklyn, they were together on the Spurs, and they played together on the Blazers back in the olden days. Absolutely amazing. Love that little uh, blast from the past, and yeah, the realisation that LMA and Patty have basically played together for like all of Patty's career is pretty cool. Good stuff. Right, game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. You excited to get on the beers tonight? Oh, you better believe it's been beautiful weather all day. Gonna get a few tins in me. Do NFL Australia as well. Hopefully the voice holds out. I'll just make Gaz do all the talking. Either way, game previews. What do we do today? I think we went four of ten of the picks. Um, yeah, four of ten. So that leaves us at fifty-five of ninety-four for the season, which is not not too bad. Say that much. Uh, but the 4 of 10, uh, there was just a couple that got a bit wonky. I actually, weirdly enough, had money on OKC, but I think I picked the Clippers on yesterday's show. Uh, that turned around for me when I thought about it a little, more, <laughs> a little bit more. Minnesota killed me, nailed the Memphis pick. Uh, I thought the Knicks would have enough too much, too much for Toronto, and I felt good about that for the first half. Thanks for nothing, Evan Fournier. Nailed the Chicago pick. Uh, missed Atlanta. I picked Portland to cover against uh, Philly. That did not happen. I thought about it for a second. I uh, thought San Antonio would fight against Indy, and I nailed the Cleveland pick. So, yeah, 4 out of 10, I'll take that. Tomorrow, though, we've got some absolute rip schnorters because I'm fascinated for this uh, this reason in the first couple. Miami-Dallas, 2006 and 2011 NBA final rematch. The Mavericks are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. I love this. I'm going Dallas. I think this is one of the weird sort of teams where Dallas have enough sort of dudes that can chase the Miami shooters around and Miami vice versa. I think this could be an absolute belter. I think Dallas win this in a squeaker or Miami kick the shit out of them, but I'm going to go Dallas plus one and a half because they're at home. And uh, I reckon they can... If Miami are struggling without Bam, Dallas are definitely a team that can't really hurt them in terms of big dudes. Maybe they turn to Boban. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm going to take Dallas plus one and a half. I think Luka goes to... Town on Miami. But Luca versus Jimmy Butler, that could be great. Milwaukee, Milwaukee against the Detroit Basketball Pistons. They're four and a half point favorites on the road of Milwaukee. I'm going to take that because Detroit, look, they might be at home. Milwaukee might be banged up, but it's still Milwaukee. They're still better. And I can't see them just losing that many games on the trot. So give me Milwaukee. Sacramento, eight and a half point underdogs on the road in Utah. Now, I did pick Sacramento hosting Utah the other day. I'm going to go with Sacramento again. I just feel like they're a bit sneaky, sneaky. And Utah at home might feel a little bit confident. They might just get a little bit too close, and Utah will sneak that out. So give me Sacramento plus 8.5. Just a couple too many points. I think Utah beat them by 4 or 6. Phoenix hosts the Pelicans, an absolute rabble of a team. I'm taking the Suns minus 12.5. That's a lot, but still, the Pelicans are that bad. So let's go Suns. And then Lakers hosting the Houston Rockets. Uh... Houston were getting absolutely killinated and then had a backdoor cover against the Lakers on the weekend. I don't think the Lakers let them do that again. <laughs> I think the Lakers absolutely bury the Rockets tomorrow. So I'm going to take the Lakers minus 10.5 and, a half and uh, we'll see how we go. So there's five games tomorrow and we'll rank all those uh, City Edition jerseys for you as well. And we might even break down the poor Zingas, uh, Ben Simmons vibe a little bit more and see if we can't come up with a couple of uh, other thoughts about that because... Uh, I forgot about it once. I kind of want to let, let it marinate a little bit too. So there you go. All right. Catch you tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Talk about all those games. It should be fun. Some really weird ones, so that'd be good. Uh, so make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. Get around the NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Buy some T-shirts. Buy some uh, stubby holders. Got to get rid of them in time for Chrissy. Come on. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up every week about the NFL. Fucking nuts week in the NFL this week. Adam with World Wrestling Australia on this week's uh, show. He's uh, talking about the NXT Halloween Havoc results. Toxic Attraction winning all the Women's World Championship stuff in one night. Absolutely gnarly. And uh, the Aussie bloke, Robbie Eagles, double champ in the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Heaps of stuff there with World Wrestling Australia. So go check it out on YouTube or follow FWCIE on uh, Twitter for links to all the episodes. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on, rate and review. Help us out, would you? Come on. Manscaped.com. Get around the lawnmower. Get 20% off with the code STRAYER, and you get free shipping as well. Look, 
Either buy yourself a present or buy your significant other a present. Just in time for Christmas. Use the code Strayer. Thank me later. The Daily Liquor. Use the code Strayer. Get a free six-pack at thedailyliquor.com. Knowable. Download that app. Bang in the code Strayer. Get 20% off as well. Uh, big thanks go to From Ozzo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're running out of times out now. And also, always thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Should I, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we are going to close out with a brand new Jingles HR. It's a good one too. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And get on the beers. Later, hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because yep, when I'm not sinking threes, blowing kisses or looking after my kids, or steam cleaning all the furniture in the mansion I own in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from a Josh in OKC. Hey Joe! Can I please borrow your house in Paul George's head for the next couple of days, please, mate? Cheers, Josh. Oh, it's not much of a HR question. That's more of a personal one. Could have probably sent that through LinkedIn or uh, maybe on Facebook Messenger there, Josh. But anyway, of course, mate. Not a problem. I mean, as we say here at Jingles HR, Mi casa el cerebro PG, su casa el cerebro PG. Have fun there, little buddy. Enjoy the expansive mansion. All right, well, that's kind of it for this week, I guess, then. We'll catch you next week on Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Get a jab up, ya. <laughs>